the coin boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right, it's Andy, aka producer by the way, and sitting across from me is Danny Goots. What's up everybody? How's y'all how y'all doing? Welcome to the first introductory episode of the Coin Boys podcast. If you haven't heard us before, uh, we are a cryptocurrency podcast, uh, and you heard it from the top. We're your average everyday. Every day. That's that's our that's our that's yeah. Because we are not experts. Yeah, we, we are, are not, not experts at all in any of this. We're just like you, and we're trying to figure this out together. Yes. Uh, um, we did have a few other introductory episodes that we did have up earlier but we felt that we've gained a little bit more knowledge gotten our feet underneath us yeah so. we kind of like figured out like what format works for daniel and i so actually a lot of new people might listen to this episode uh but there's a reason to listen because this is the first coin of the show for bitcoin and we thought for an intro episode we're going to not only tell you who we are uh and why maybe you should check us out and and if you're interested in, t- in our style of podcasting then maybe and love crypto then we might be a cool podcast for you and uh we're gonna go down that rabbit hole because our format is coin of the shows that's right you, you'll see on our itunes on our soundcloud we have ripple we have ethereum uh we've done litecoin we tron neo cardano we will give you news we will be current with news and then we will go into these coins and sometimes daniel and i know a lot about them and sometimes we research and find out but what we'll give you is not so much price but utility and what are these coins who are the people behind these coins yeah we don't really like to talk too much about price because one we don't know what it's going to be we don't know why we don't know anything you don't know any of that analysis. Another thing that you know, that one thing I could tell you is that we're also into the history of the coin. Where did it start? How did it begin? Who is behind it? Who Why is behind are you, it? Who, who are you giving your money to yeah. if you choose to do this? We're not just talking about tweets that say buy Tron or buy this or buy that. We're, we want to just like go a little further. And sometimes we find some really interesting things. Sometimes we find really cool things. Uh, and we really hope that you uh, uh, come down this rabbit hole of cryptocurrency with us because uh we love talking about it we love having fun uh that's one thing daniel and i will will definitely do yes is always have fun and we will be honest and give you our opinions uh going forward and uh we're glad to have you uh you could check us out on both itunes and soundcloud obviously Uh, Uh, or you can go to thecoinboys.com yep and uh, check out our site and we will have an accompanying blog with this particular post yep and uh, we're gonna we're gonna first uh, before we get into Bitcoin as our first coin of the show, let's just quickly uh, tell them, Daniel, who the hell we are. Uh, so why don't you start first? Who the hell are you? Well, my <laughs> name is Daniel, cool. and uh, I was born and raised out here in LA um, my whole life, um, specifically the Valley. So whenever you hear the Hollywood reference of the Valley, that's where I'm from. And we record in Los Angeles. And we record out here as well. Um, I had always wanted to be in media. I was always wanted to, you know, make movies, TV shows, make people laugh, uh, which I hope I kind of help you do here, although it's going to be very difficult because uh, we're talking about such a serious subject. But um, I really enjoyed all that space, and that's uh, and so that's what I got into. Um, since then, I've just kind of, I've always, as a side thing loved technology because when you do movies and tv shows and stuff you really actually get into a lot of different technology for computers sound graphics internet you know streaming all these other things you have to kind of know a little bit about everything and this is something that i just really loved yeah so um so i figured 
the best way to learn something is to talk about it. Though, and and there's a big philosophy that the best way to learn is to teach. Yes. So that's th- we created this, or at least I wanted to be a part of this because I wanted to become more knowledgeable and become better by way of forcing myself to tell you guys what information is out there. Yeah, and uh, and I guess uh, just some background on me. I'm I worked in reality TV for a long time. I'm from New Jersey. Uh, I was born in New York, but I was raised in North Jersey, which is outside. Uh, I went to uh, Westwood High School outside of North Jersey, which is uh, r- right by New York City. So I was like, you know, like 20 minutes from the GW Bridge. Uh, major Jet fan. Uh, I'm a big gamer. I work now currently uh, making gaming centric television and I'm excited uh, that's coming soon. But uh, I also uh, got into Bitcoin, and uh, if you stay to the end of the show, we're going to tell you our stories and how we found cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, but I was at a very early adopter to Bitcoin, or at least no- knew what it was a long time ago. And uh, I love talking about it. So I kind of uh, found, you know, Daniel and I were friends, and we were just like, wait a minute, we both like crypto, we might as well do Talk a podcast. Yeah. So uh, we've been going strong right now. Uh, we got a bunch of episodes now. I'm excited. We yes. just we just did the Monero it episode. It gets progressively better and better. I it's think. not even that. Like I guess it's more like we figured the show format. So that's why we're here doing this episode again. So yes. if you're new, welcome. If you're if you've been with us, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this one too. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be a little bit different from the other ones, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, important and just a quick reminder the format again is we will have coin of the shows for different coins we do votes on our twitter we uh we also uh will do specials and we have a special series coming out uh soon as well that will yeah, be this, this is kind of kicking it off to this a, a sense at, yep. of what we're trying to get at we're not going to talk about anything that is timely we're talking about the facts as we know them to be now uh of course in this space things will change like bitcoin may not be the dominating one we don't know we'll yeah see. so we uh are both uh we we have history in in bitcoin we we do but let's uh let's go to the best part of the show and if you stick around this is one of our favorite parts of our weekly show and that's the coin of the show and because it's the introductory episode there's only one coin to talk about and that's Bitcoin. That's correct. And you know it. And what's crazy is that uh, Daniel and I have been doing the podcast for a while, and we never really truly did a Bitcoin of the show, Bitcoin. Yeah, we started off with Bitcoin as a base, but um, it doesn't really have a whole lot of of backstory history like the other coins kind of do. Like we can follow a developer, we can find somebody, and all that. Uh, we can find somebody to pin this on. Uh, but this was created very. Um, very anonymously we don't know who created this or how many people created this thing uh so we kind of skipped over that a little bit but we'll, we'll go into that into more detail but for those of you who are just joining us bitcoin you've heard this before you'll probably hear it again but bitcoin is a global decentralized currency that uses blockchain technology what does that mean that is the most convoluted explanation and and the one that we always get all the time. So we got to learn about two specific words here, decentralized and blockchain. Right. So what is decentralized? Decentralized means nobody owns it. Nobody controls it. Nobody, not one person, not one government, not one company. It does not matter. Nobody controls it. It, uh, Bitcoin is very much so uh, an open source 
document or everybody can see the code. If you're a coder, that's great. You can see what's going on, learn how to do it yourself. And through this code, you can actually make other coins right. as well, which will go to uh, go on in possibly in probably all the other episodes. But Litecoin is a good example. Litecoin, Ethereum that you've heard of, uh, good examples there. Um, so because it's open source, so many people can actually work on it. So many people can improve on it. And more so, so many people vote on what's going to happen with the coin. And if there's really that much of a of a need to change and two people just can't decide on the on how to work on work the change out that's when you get those other coins that yeah. you see yeah so i mean it's the granddaddy yes. the grandpappy yeah there you go it's it's the one true mac daddy and people wonder why why because here's the thing like people say like wait why is bitcoin still the most valued if apparently it's not the best and i said well guess what it's it's the first and yeah. it's the anchor to yeah. the market. And it's become that. Yes. It's weird. It's it's not that it's weird, but it's there. You well, see it. Everybody trusts it because everybody's looking at it. Everyone's Versus looking at it. Versus there are other coins where you don't really know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what they're going for. And is it a scam? Sometimes they are scams. So far, Bitcoin has been proven to be something that, that seems yeah. trustworthy. Uh, but again, we don't know. Something could happen tomorrow and it's all gone. Yeah. So also... You guys, as, as we go on the podcast, you'll see that we like to touch on a lot of the history of the coins and how they began. And there's nothing more interesting. And, and the Lord is deep for Bitcoin because this is a coin. And I wanted to go through like kind of a timeline just for people that might not know the backstory. Just a real quick timeline. Well, well, well really quickly. Yeah. Let me discuss what blockchain is. Oh, yo, sh- wait. Yeah. You want to go back to blockchain? Yes. Definitely need to. Because what is the blockchain? Yes. Uh, public ledger. It's They call it a public ledger. I didn't really know what a ledger was up until like recently, until um, I fully understood it. So for those of you who are like me that don't know what a ledger is, it's just a record that contains all of the information of who has what and how much of that do they have. Yeah. And... When things change, well, the ledger changes, the record changes. So if Andy has one Bitcoin and wants to give me half of it, which is important for me to say, you don't have to give a full Bitcoin, by the way, guys, for those of you who are new, um, scared of buying it because you're afraid you have to spend so much money to get just one of them. Uh, you can buy just a small amount. So if Andy has one Bitcoin and wants to give me half of it, the record will show that we agreed on him giving me half of it for whatever reasons. It. And that he was sending it. Now, it is anonymous, so it's basically his account. Now, for those of you who are wondering, how, well, how does this work? What does, this doesn't make any sense. Think about it like your bank account. It's just like your bank account. When you go into your bank account, you log into your account. And it gives you a history of exactly what you did, where you spent it, how much did you spend, so on and so forth. Right. Now, the bank itself has a... Uh, has one record of this on some server somewhere in their system that can be hacked. Your Their server can be hacked. Your information can be stolen, changed. Whatever happens during that hack is what happens. It's happened recently. Yeah. Target is one that comes to mind immediately. Uh, I know Wells Fargo was doing some fishy stuff. also, But I don't think they got hacked. But anyways, um, this... Ledger specifically, the reason why people like it is because it's on on the blockchain, meaning uh, also that it's connected through a bunch of 
different computers. Millions of computers around the world contain this record. So if you want to change that record, you would not only have to hack into one, you would have to hack into every single computer on the network. Right. Because uh, when you send a transaction, how the transaction knows if this is a true thing, if this is a real thing that, 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 um, that wants to, or, or sorry, how the, how the transaction goes down is I send you some money. You say, I have one Bitcoin. I want to give you half. Well, then all the computers are checked. It goes, it checks every computer on the network and says, is this true? Does he have one Bitcoin? If so, I'm going to send half. And then the transaction changes and then the ledger is updated. Now they both have half a Bitcoin and so on and so forth. So to ultimately what Bitcoin really is, is it is a currency that doesn't use any physical paper money that can be used around the world and is highly secure. Yeah. No centralized bank. That's the point. It's eliminating those banks, banks, fees, all that stuff. Now it doesn't mean that there are zero fees. We'll talk about that in in a moment, but that doesn't mean that there are no fees attached to this. Right. All right. How are we doing so far, Andy? We're doing great. Good, good, good. Now I want to touch upon the one thing that that um I I touched I touched upon a little bit, which was you can give me, bless you. <laughs> oh man. You can give me, uh that's gonna that sneeze is gonna last all of time. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you you can give people half of something. You can give people less than one of something because sure. Bitcoin itself is broken down into eight decimal points. Okay. What it goes down to, if the smallest unit of, of Bitcoin you can have is something called a Satoshi. You can think about it like one to the uh, zero zero point like zero 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 one. It's a penny. Bitcoin, yeah, like a penny. So we call it Satoshi because of the founder, Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, which I will uh, get into very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're considering buying, purchasing uh, some Bitcoin... Uh, but you don't want to spend the however many thousands it is at the at the moment, then you could just buy a little bit if you choose to, if you choose to do that. All right? Yeah. Good. If you choose. If you choose to. Uh, but, uh, you know, we all love Bitcoin. Yeah. We love what it is. Uh, you might, you know, I mean, uh, nowadays a lot of people are, are going back to it. A lot of, you know, because of the SEC and stuff like that, there yeah. a lot of people are going back to the coins that they feel more s- are safe. And Bitcoin's been been there for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's the first. Yeah. Um. So if you want to go into a little bit of history, sir. Yeah. So okay. So here we are, and we're talking about like something that's kind of like a digital currency, right? But th- there's this like amazing history because he just mentioned the blockchain, and there's there's technology behind this currency that's so amazing now the timeline is interesting so in 2008 uh bitcoin.org was registered uh through what's called uh you know like a a website company called anonymousspeech.com in august that year and later the same year mysterious satoshi nakamoto released a white paper on a cryptography mailing list detailing the idea of Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer finance system. So, before you know, he used the white paper to kind of pitch uh, this idea, and uh, apparently, the white paper was so well done that developers kind of like believed it. Yeah. For for those of you who don't know what a white paper is, yes, it's essentially um, what this person's vision is and how they intend to implement it into uh, in their own way. Um, 
most coins have some sort of white paper. So you can you got to go to wherever that coin is, uh, whatever website that coin is being hosted at, or the GitHub related to that coin, and it will and it should have a white paper. Not all of them have white papers. Yeah. Uh, some do, some don't. Some of them have a different color. It could be a blue paper. It could be a pink paper. Uh, some people have fun with that name. But that is your Bible. That is telling you exactly what you are investing into. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is a lot of times it is extremely technical to read. So if you're not a computer programmer, you may not understand what this is. But nonetheless, you should read it because that's going to start your, your the wheels going in your mind in, on this journey of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies altogether. So here's the really, really interesting part. And what what I'll get into why I think it is this way is that Satoshi Nakamoto has never been seen. No one knows who this person is. Yet there was, yes, communication with a, an email, Satoshi Nakamoto, who, and the guy who started the website, you know, Bitcoin.org. He is the one that wrote it. But we don't know if it's a person, if it's a he, if it's a she, if it's a team. We have no idea, but we do know of an existence of at least someone that communicated to explain what the code was. And in the early days, Satoshi Nakamoto in 2008 posted the white paper to show developers like his idea. And then people took interest and he got other developers that to help him develop it. And then in 2009, the first block of Bitcoin was done. And, and that, you know, think about where we are right now, but the first Genesis block, block zero was mined, creating the first Bitcoins. And at this time, mining Bitcoin was, was, was something that was free and didn't require a huge amount of hashing power. The process could achieve by using a CPU. And here's the interesting thing that Satoshi, he originally wanted mining to basically be something that everyone could do. He thought he wanted it to be on every CPU, but obviously because of, uh, you know, a lot of like people getting greedy, you know, mining farms and, you know, it just wasn't it like it just didn't become that. Yeah, there, you know. there we're going to talk about that uh, in a little bit. But now, on. next, the first ever transaction of Bitcoin was done by Satoshi and Hal Feeney. Hal Feeney was one of the early developers that was in communication with Satoshi Nakamoto on how to develop Bitcoin. And Hal Feeney is the first person, and what he was was uh, uh, he's a developer and cryptographic artist, and he received the first Bitcoin from Satoshi. It's, I mean, saying it now, it's so cool to hear, like, this is the first time anyone received a Bitcoin. And, it, you know, it came from Satoshi. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then... To move on from that, the first ever transaction in the real world that wasn't done by Satoshi was the infamous uh, and famous pizza moment. Yes. And uh, do you, you know a lot about the pizza thing, right? I know, uh, I know a little bit. So <laughs> during the same month, uh, I'm sorry, later the, in two, 2010, I'm sorry, a year late, almost a, a little less than a year later, a real world transaction took place on a pizza a program from Florida sent 10,000 Bitcoin to a person in the UK in return for two pieces of pop, pop, Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we know where we sit today. 10,000 Bitcoin is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but back then, what did they know? You know? Exactly. But, but at least they unwi- unknowingly mm-hmm. made such a big, most very important transaction. That yes. transaction, pizza. There you go. Was the first real world transaction of Bitcoin. 
I, I just can't believe it. I'm glad it was pizza because I'm a fan of Ninja Turtles, so it works out. Uh, so then the birth of Mount Gox in 2010. Yeah, so this is your first warning. Now, we tried to do be completely honest about this, and you hear a lot of uh, other podcasts telling you, oh, we try to be honest, open. You know, we're not going to just cookie cutter it and sugarcoat it. Yeah, everybody kind of does that. But the whole point is, you know, Technology is technology. It will change. It will change over time. Uh, I give you Laserdisc. I give you Beta over VHS. I give you VHS records. Things technology changes all the time. The original doesn't always stick around. So um, be sure to when you invest in it, this could go south fast. If you're if you're wondering if you're listening to this and you're not a fan or you don't think that this is going to be something that happens in the future, we still have a really solid feeling that it's going to be something something about this will be how our money works in the future so you well, still want to listen up i we, would assume like on the last uh, our latest episode monero like the twitter founders thinks bitcoin is going to be a single currency you know yeah. like people think that like it's and i believe it might i don't there's good. a good there's a good strong it has the strongest chance dude and out of any of them yeah so it really far there's a good reason so just listen up any, so in any case mount so gox, gox yeah yes. mount gox was uh an interesting uh wh- why is it called mount gox because it was magic the gathering it was it was a yes. magic the gathering exchange site, exchange site that this guy was like wait a minute oh we could use this to 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 sell bitcoin why not so he created a system in order him he created a system in order to purchase fiat fiat to bitcoin right uh, now you're going to hear the word fiat or fiat depending on who you're talking to is and it, their pronunciation I, don't know which one is. I say fiat because it's spelled the same way that the car fiat is spelled uh, and i don't see anybody calling that car a fiat but uh, nonetheless whenever you hear the word fiat or fiat that's paper money that's the money that you have from your government right now uh, in your pocket or under your mattress wherever you like to store it uh, and they took, f- they wanted a way to get um, that money to purchase. Was it just Magic the Gathering cards, or was it? I, I don't know. It was like a bunch of different like Magic the Gathering things. But he just used that protocol he built to. Yeah, that to website. Help. Yeah, the because website. there was no other exchange out there for people who really wanted to purchase Bitcoin with whatever money that they had. And then, not only did Mount Gox show up, but we had, of course, uh, Silk Road emerged in 2011, which. In a lot of ways, what happened was is that, see, Silk Road, and, and here's something that I said on the ones we deleted, is that there were people in this space that had to take a fall for everybody yes. in order to move it forward. Yes. So the guy who ran Mt. Gox, actually the coder who created it, he gave it to a French gentleman. Yeah. And I forgot his, his name, but he's the one that got in trouble. Yeah, at the he's end. in jail. Because he's in jail. He messed up. And so the thing about Mt. Gox is it eventually got hacked. So question number one, can Bitcoin be hacked? Bitcoin itself cannot be hacked. If you have the Bitcoin, if you have something that you're holding on that Bitcoin, that, that doesn't get hacked. What, or, or what gets hacked is your wallet, the thing that holds the Bitcoin. Um, there are several different kinds, and we're, that's a whole other topic. But you may, you're definitely going to want to uh, come back to our website when we have a, a post about it or... Do your own research on that because wallets are very important. The exchange was called Mt. Gox. Anytime you buy Bitcoin, it's called an exchange, uh, wherever you buy it from and however you choose to buy it. Uh, That is what got hacked. So because technically speaking, the people who bought Bitcoin kept their money on the exchange because they didn't have a wallet to transfer it to. 
all that Bitcoin got stolen from Mt. Gox's wallet. Yes, Mt. Gox. Uh, they they crashed. But hold on, that's not the timeline. Ah, got hold it. on. It's there's still stuff that happens before the crash. So Silk Road emerges. What I need to tell people, and you guys have to realize, is that okay? I I and I'll tell it in my story. I have been around. I was around when Silk Road was there. I was around when Mt. Gox was there. I remember them. Um, you know, but I, 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 I was there for it all. But here's the thing. It's like, yes, they sold drugs on, on Silk Road, but there were other things sold on Silk Road. There were like normal things you would see on like eBay and Craigslist, like comic books to like whatever people, video games. I saw video games on there, uh, but they broke here it is, people. What you got to think about is that this guy opened a marketplace that wasn't using real money. It, he created his, a marketplace that was using a brand new currency. So he created a, like a cost mm-hmm. for Bitcoin and a value, which helped pump Bitcoin up during the Silk Road movement, even though a lot of the Silk Road stuff was a lot of drugs and, yeah. and stuff. But it was what he was selling that wasn't a great thing. He or was also, being allowed to, so it was allowing also silk road got shut down and the he got put in jail yes um as so well because the mountain gox guy messed up with the money and because the silk road guy was selling illegal stuff this a lot of this negativity came down on bitcoin then and this is funny because i was one of the early uh people that joined coinbase in 2012 coinbase showed up Okay, and Coinbase, which everyone knows, is one of the most famous American kind of like fiat to, or fiat to uh, crypto exchanges for at least Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. Now, uh, I had it back in the day. Uh, in those days, it was very different. It was very small. I remember it, but I used it to buy early Bitcoin, you know, yeah. some back in the day. But uh, Bitcoin then reaches a thousand. Got, everything's moving. Things are happening. Mt. Gox is being used, and and people are using the Silk Road. It's hitting a thousand. Bitcoin hits a thousand, then it crashes. Then Mt. Gox crashes. Yes. Then he goes to prison. Yeah. So all that's that's the reason why you see these crashes and these dips and all these other things. In addition to that. There are just genuine people who are trying to drive the price down. They're called whales. Yes. And they want to drive this price down. So so there's a few warnings that we have when it comes down to any cryptocurrency that you should definitely listen to. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much like the lore timeline now. You can add to that timeline now when Bitcoin hit over almost 20K is 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 something that happened. You're going to add the co-founders of Facebook who are, don't have a great reputation right now, but uh, it's not them. That's Zuckerberg that messed up. Ads the, the, getting the shut twins, down. The twins, the Bitcoin ads are getting shut down for Google and Facebook and tw- and Twitter. But it's a good thing. You want this to be as organic as possible because you want it to be adopted. If you if this is something that you want to use in the future, you need to allow it to happen organically. And unfortunately, right now, it's being scammed so much that they that this these actions are necessary. Yes. Now, uh, I just wanted to be clear that uh, don't forget that uh, actually in 2011, and I think it was uh, Bitcoin forks and creates the popular altcoin, Litecoin. Or back then they called it digital silver. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I love this history, man. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, here's the thing. 
that is a whole history. Now, what I recommend if you guys love watching movies or documentaries, watch Banking for Bitcoin on Netflix. It's really a fun story. You see how the Winklevoss twins are actually very good for like our U.S. like lobbyists for this thing. Like, yes. They are important. There are a lot of people that are. Charlie Sh- uh, Shrim, I think it's pronounced. Yeah. He's an important so part of this whole story, too. We didn't really dig into him. Uh, he started BitInsta. Which was also like it was a way to buy instant Bitcoin, but the problem was that people used it to buy on Silk Road. He also went to prison. Yeah, uh, and this, <laughs> and is, this is we're all going to get into this stuff at some point later on in other podcasts because we want to do a separate side, long form kind of podcast about all this stuff. But you you should brush up on it if you guys you stick with us this is the kind of history that we like to do on coins and like really dig into the lore if they have any lore or if they're beginning to have any lore like some kind of interesting story because right? one of the reasons why i am not really happy with the u.s dollar is i didn't know the history and if i had known the history on the u.s dollar i would have been like what are we doing why do we have this why does this exist and so on and so forth so this is so new that we can keep track and keep the history alive and being told yeah. to the next person, next person. So we want to do make sure that we get as many of the facts correct as possible. Yeah. Um, but why? Why? Why Bitcoin? Why? Why should we use me? it? No, um, it's a hypothetical. I'll answer it myself. But why do you think we should use Bitcoin? I think uh, because Bitcoin is the future, and I believe in technology. I believe in in just like being able to be closer to your own money uh to to have ownership and feel like you own it mm-hmm. you know and i think that there's a lot of things that have made our society not good and that's yeah. where there's this like in between right the whole idea the whole dream of satoshi nakamoto who we've talked about is a a freedom from centralized systems like people in the way like banks that are that are really holding your money but you don't really have it like it's not even that. It's it's the possibility for smart contracts and and using it in retail and and making life easier for us to understand and and also prove prove like contracts. Like say you sign a contract, you will always have proof on your blockchain that you sent this contract, signed it, and it got sent back to you on that blockchain as a smart contract. There's so much use, like Walmart, for instance. You know, testing out a retail side of a blockchain to help with with returns and checking sales. You know, like in in instantly, that is that is the the technology is beautiful. Yes. So I want to break all of that down a little bit and kind of explain it to those who don't really understand fully yet what what Bitcoin is. So first off, they're like, is it money? Can I touch it? Can I? Think of Bitcoin almost like a credit card that you will prepay. Okay? Okay. Now, the difference between you putting $10 on a prepaid credit card and putting $10 into Bitcoin is that the $10 may not equal $10 tomorrow or in an hour. It may be less, maybe more, because it becomes a different kind of currency at that point. Like the euro or the yen or, or the yuan, the... Deutsch, I don't know. Deutschmarks, Deutschmarks. Deutsch yeah. There it is. So, or the U.S. dollar itself, pesos. It doesn't matter. Um, so when you um, when you do the transactions, there's going to be some fees involved, uh, just like you, when you use a, a credit card because somebody has to use the fee, so on and so forth. Um, Bitcoin right now is considered to be deflationary. 
Right. All right. So the amount of the there's only 21 million Bitcoin being made in circulation. Uh, not in circulation. No, yet. that will that will be totally yes. made, and and we're not at the 21 million circulation yet. And but by 2040, it, we will be there. It's not a lot if you think about it. It is not. But because you can break each one down into eight times that amount in satoshis, you have a a number that's large enough to hold a global economy and sustain right. a global economy. So it can potentially be used around the world. So instead of your dollar being worth less, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I could go to a, a movie for $5 and that was kind of pricey. Now it's $15 and I'm like, oh, thank goodness, that's cheap yeah. here in LA. So um, the that value will only increase in terms of US dollar value uh, for every Bitcoin that you have. And eventually we won't even call it Bitcoin. We're going to probably call it Satoshi's or something else along those lines, whatever the public kind of decides to call it. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin is secure. We already discussed that it's very difficult to hack into that Bitcoin and, and take it because it's on so many different computers. You would have to hack so many computers for it. Now, what can be hacked is your wallet. And there are several different ways to to secure that, but we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, it's cheap to produce in terms of we're not printing papers anymore. We're not cutting down trees anymore. It's all just remains on a digital record. Yeah, so so for for the environment, it doesn't even touch the environment, except for electricity yes, and energy. which we will get money. to you momentarily, because it's cheap to produce in terms of a physical thing, but it's not cheap momentarily, to Momentarily, we'll talk about mining. Momentarily speaking. Momentarily. Um, it, Bitcoin is anonymous, kind of. Well, that's the it's, whole thing. It's called pseudo-anonymity is, is what it's called. And why I believe the creators became anonymous to prove a point. It's a whole idea of that. Like, yeah. The reason they're anonymous is so they can prove they don't need to be there to run it. But when you get, when you start handling your own Bitcoin, you get two account numbers. If you think about it like your checking account number and your savings account number, you get two account numbers. But one is public, the other one is private. private. The private is the the one that lets you control your coin. So if you want to spend it, you can spend it using your private key. The public key is so that way anybody in the world can see it. And if they so choose, they can give you money. And yeah, that's they all they it. can do with that mm-hmm. with that number. That is it. You have no fear of so like if like right now today I don't know who still writes checks, but if your check gets into the hands of the wrong person, they can easily take that number and now they have your bank account. Well. The whole idea is that you'll just have a QR code in the future and yes. you just scan a freaking QR code. So it there's great. numbers there's, and that number can turn into a QR code. And, and No more printing but money. But it is not fully anonymous in that they can technically, if they know your public key, they know and they know it's you that it's attached to that public key. Well, now it's not anonymous. They know who you are. Then they know where you, they know that you spent Bitcoin. But what they will not know is they won't know who you spent it with or who you gave it to. And they won't know what you did with it. Right. They will just know how much and when. Okay? Okay. It's global. This is a huge deal because, you know, one of the biggest problems for people just to travel is if you want to go somewhere else and, and buy something, you need to change your dollars, your your pounds, your euros, your whatever, into something else. I agree. Which is insane. Um and difficult to do. And you lose money in that process every single time doing that. Uh, in addition to that, it's nice because I have family here and I have family in Mexico. When we were first 
immigrated over here to America, there were times when we wanted to send money to help our family back in Mexico. But to do that was very expensive using something like MoneyGram or, or anything along those lines. But now it's, in theory, fractions of a penny. And I say in theory because um, this price does change depending on the demand and, and, and a few other factors that we'll get into momentarily as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I missing anything in terms of the positives, in terms of breaking it down? I think that it's pretty simple what it's supposed to be used for. And I think the idea also is it's like kind of like it has its utility kind of. It's just up to the developer how they want to use the Bitcoin utility. But I think the major- majority should be payment for Bitcoin in the future. Yes. And there there are things they're saying, like the Lightning Network, that's going to make it faster again. The problem is, is that here's the thing is that back when I had Bitcoin, when I first bought my first Bitcoin and sent it to my wallet in like 2013... It went like zippity doo Like, it was, like, fast as hell. Yes. Because back then, there wasn't a lot out there. No one was, like, buying it. So that was what it was meant for. That's what... No one expected this, like... Like, I don't know. I And, and he was supposed to... Like, there's this whole thing about how uh, Blockstream took over the Bitcoin code, and they didn't open a block that Satoshi wanted to be open when he left. He says, at this time, you have to open up a block. And, and Blockstream... S- decide we're going with the lightning network in the future and that that is going to be you know where we go and then like bitcoin cash says they're going the route yeah there there's a lot of drama happening with bitcoin now which is actually now when we we're moving on into the major risks yeah there's a lot of things that that are you know bitcoin isn't all sunshine and roses uh or unicorns and flowers exactly the the first one is that this is not necessarily easy to use you, uh, to set up your wallet, to maintain your wallet, to to track your wallet, to do all those things, and to just even spend it, it um, it's not like spending cash. It's not like spending your credit card where it's a sw- quick swipe, and hopefully you have room on the credit card. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, it's a lot more complicated than that. It's also extremely volatile. The price changes like crazy. In the morning, you'll spend. You'll maybe you'll want to buy some fruit. So you put in the price that you agreed upon, you pay for it, and that same fruit will cost a different in, at lunchtime and at dinner time. Okay. Very um the smaller the uh, the smaller the item, the less you'll notice, but the bigger the item, the more you will notice that you buy. Um so be very careful. Now, that the volatility itself, when I say volatile, it means how high the price will raise or lower on any given at any given moment and bitcoin is the king of this yes i mean we've never seen like the stock market hasn't seen fluctuations like this in their like in a very long time we're talking about thousands thousands of dollars in a matter of hours at times like unbelievable like that is the that is what you have to realize that this is in its infancy yeah which is probably the coolest part about it but just be careful about your investing. <laughs> yeah, and do not invest if you are are already strapped for cash. That is not a good idea. Also, be careful. You don't um this the idea of this is to be used. So if you invest and hold it or hodl, as many people will say, um, if you do that, well now it's not being used. So the price will fluctuate this the moment it starts being used. If everybody holds it and then everybody suddenly decides to spend it or let it go well that price is going to drop dramatically every single time 
and that's what happened several times right throughout this history yeah so i would also recommend using some holding some using some holding some um uh, just like just like your own actual money because that's the point you want it to to use you want to use it for money but um if you can't afford to lose any value of your U.S. dollars, don't buy Bitcoin no. because it could go to shit tomorrow. Um, and that goes for any cryptocurrency. You have to be very careful. Be responsible uh, with, with your money. Um, get out before it, anything bad happens. Yeah. All right. Um, Bitcoin can't do transactions very well. That's another big problem. We want to use it to buy our bread in the morning or our fruit in the morning, but the transaction itself, at minimum, takes a few minutes. Yeah. Well, that's at the thing. Minimum is what I'm saying is that it didn't always take a few minutes. It it really was pretty fast. Yes. Like people got to realize, like it's just because, like, they really like. I really do think it's like they didn't follow what they were supposed to do with the blocks and, yeah. and that kind of screwed that up because if you look at bitcoin cash it forked off of uh, and by the way there's a bitcoin ca- cash coin of the show if you're interested so we already have that so you after this episode if you're interested there's a there's a bitcoin cash episode but what i'm saying is they followed more of a code so bitcoin cash is actually fast there's there's no denying that it is because they opened the block up yeah um, or apparently did. Yeah, sure. In regards to that, though, Bitcoin Cash doesn't have the same amount of transactions going on as Bitcoin does. Very so true. we don't really know what it... Ta- and this goes for any alternative coin. And, um, there is a... Um, they, not all of them have been tested. What? We don't know what their true I, speed is. Can I ask you something? I want to shake things up right now. Go for it. If I had to say to you, what are the three coins that can only be a part of our world? Right now? Right now, like... like, Don't even know. Can't even no, answer that question, legitimately. I would say... No, but I would say that you would stick to, like, the top. Like, you would stick to Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. I mean, obviously, not, the more knowledge you can get on something, the safer you should feel. And right now, the most amount of knowledge like, that well, you can get... I like get, all three of those. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying the most amount of knowledge that you can get are the t- usually the top coins. Um, there are some cases where you will have a different coin that just comes up out of nowhere and i would be very scared of that coin i'm looking at you eos <laughs> so there you go uh it's i mean yeah th- that's what you got to realize like daniel's right like these are the scary parts of it like this whole like scary yeah. side of it like yeah. there is it's not you know the sec is just now really starting to look into it in america and there's all these countries that uh, either bring it in blocking it like Korea and China can't make their minds up, you know. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta be very. It's careful. a seesaw, and uh, you know what? Don't forget to tell them that the FUD out there, don't yeah. look look out for FUD because FUD is what they call. Uh, I forget how do you how do you say it? Fear of fear something unknown and doubt. Oh uh, yeah, fear unknown and doubt. Fear of the unknown and something like that. Doubt. Something like that. Whatever. Anyways, FUD. FUD. You're gonna hear that a lot. That uh uh. That basically means the news says something and people freak uh, out. Sorry, fear, uncertainty, and, and doubt, doubt usually evoked intentionally to cause fluctuation and cause the market a mess. Yeah, so be very careful, and that's yeah. going to cause the, the that, and that's one of the big reasons why there's a lot of volatility because a lot of people have access to the to news instantly now. Yeah, and stop like reading into Twitter so much. If someone's just like pump, it's called pumping. 
when they're like putting tweets out there saying buy now i heard this this is going up like you can't just trust tweets okay so so do your research before you just start listening to tweets who whoever's tweeting you yeah. know and uh i i mean that's one thing i could recommend is just just be careful because you know for instance i remember one time a friend of mine sent me some 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 like he thought it was cool news and when i read through it it said it sounds like an ad and then yeah. he's like Oh yeah, it does, huh? It I was, was like, an yeah, because it was. Yeah, that's how they get you. So that is why Google, Twitter, and um, who else is blocking uh, cryptocurrency ads? Facebook. It makes sense. Facebook. It makes sense because there's so many ICO scams out there. So s- if you're new to crypto, my recommendation is stick to the top. Stick stick to the coins yeah, that. Not even that. I can't even, even recommend that at all. You have to really do your own research on all of them to be 100% honest because there is something in the top that I'm like, something is wrong. This should not be here at the top. When you do your research, you'll see. Uh, so I encourage you to do the research. Now, Bitcoin is slow in two ways. Um, one is 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 time in terms of how long it takes. Oh, sorry. Uh, Bitcoin has, has two problems with the transactions. One is time. It takes... Could be five minutes, could be ten minutes, could be an hour. I've heard people saying that they waited a month for their transaction to go through, um, depending on how big the network is. The other aspect is the um, the fee. There is a fee that is attached to this, and it's the same way that maybe Visa or Mastercard keep in business. When you use your Visa or Mastercard, you swipe the card, and it tells the the store that you're at that you're good for that money, yeah. okay? Now, let's say you wanted something that is $10, all right? Or you you wanted something that costs $10. So the thing will give you $10, but because that store used uh, used Visa yeah. to try to transact with them, Visa. Visa takes a small fee. So they don't get $10 back, they get less than $10 back by a little percentage because also Visa has to distribute it through several banks. Got so it. three different sources take a small fee from your Visa. Well, Bitcoin does it with one source, and that is the mining fee. They call this transaction process mining. mining. Um, it's a bit slow, and it can be very pricey. It's not a good idea to send me five cents worth of Bitcoin because that five cents could end up costing you five dollars and fifty cents, or however much it it will ultimately cost. Um, so be very careful with those two things: how much it's costing you to send, however much you're sending, and how much time is it going to take for you to get that thing and bitcoin while it is cheap to not print it is not cheap because that transaction is where all of that electricity is taken up from because there are no far there are no companies running this so there's there's people in china running giant farms of computers just processing transactions collecting those mining fees and all that stuff yeah so while we love bitcoin while we love the technology behind it you really really have to look you know you really really have to be careful there is a huge risk to it but if you can play around if you're not going to lose anything and you really feel that this is something you want to do uh if you keep listening to our other podcast we'll kind of tell you different ways you can use it yeah and uh actually uh you know we were talking about bitpay on our podcast before that there there's a way of you know kind of using it uh there are ways of using Bitcoin and there are places that take Bitcoin and there are people who take Bitcoin and there are individuals who trade Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is actually, even though it's slow, it's still 
used like that but it's the it, the best way for me to describe it is th- it's an anchor for the market it's it's there it's the granddaddy and it's 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 going to be there for a long time yeah in my opinion uh now i think we covered the majority side of what is the utility what is bitcoin where did it start who are the crazy people behind it that we don't know exist yeah. uh Let's go into just like quickly, uh, I want to, I think I always like, and we do like to ask on interviews too, like how did you first hear about cryptocurrency, Daniel, like Bitcoin, like when when did that first happen? I love to play poker. Oh. So, uh, I love- What two, year is this? Give this us is a, give 2000 us. and has to be 2011-ish, wow. 2012-ish. Okay. Something like that. And I wanted to uh, play poker. And um, unfortunately, for a very long time, uh, the poker websites, uh, legitimate or not, I guess however you say, they all stopped allowing Americans to use their their cards to purchase money and buy chips so they, th- that way they could play online. And playing online was fun. It was just I was just spending a couple bucks because you could play for pennies on there, and it was cool. Unfortunately... Um, that all ended. So I had heard that, oh, Bavada takes Bitcoin. And I said, what the hell is Bitcoin? Yeah. So um, that was through Reddit, through the subreddit from poker. They said, you can use Bitcoin to buy this thing. So I did some research on what Bitcoin was, went to Coinbase, filled out my information, um, and then bought a little bit of Bitcoin and then immediately used that right away. Now, I bought <laughs> like... At the time, I think I bought one Bitcoin because nice. it was easy to do. And sure. But I spent it immediately. Had I not spent it and How did you buy the Bitcoin? Through Coinbase. Yeah. Yeah. Just through Coinbase. And at the time, the Coinbase still allowed my debit card to be used. Uh, I think they still they allow still debit do. cards, but they don't allow um, credit cards. No more credit cards. Yeah. Just debit cards. Just debit cards and checking accounts. Mm-hmm. So um, I bought it real quick, sent it over because it was really cheap to do so. And I gambled with that. That was fun. Okay. Um, but then I realized if I had just not spent my Bitcoin, <laughs> I would have have more money right, right now. Uh, so um, I started looking into this, and and then a buddy of mine called me up because I had did a I did a, a joke online on on Instagram, and he called me up saying, "Oh man, my, my you're making my wife laugh a bunch." I'm like, "Oh, that's great." And I hadn't talked to this guy in a very long time because this guy is very much the internet as far as I'm concerned. He's really into technology, and he's the when he's not on the internet, he finally reaches out to other people okay. in his life. And he told me about an altcoin because he had made a joke about Bitcoin, and I knew I understood the reference to that joke. And he goes, "Oh my goodness, you know about this stuff? This particular guy is so into technology. He knew about Netflix way beforehand." He was. Uh, he knew about all the social media stuff way beforehand. He knew, and he had invested in Apple when shares were under ten dollars for Apple. Uh, but he never stuck with any of it <laughs> because uh, he just didn't know how long something was gonna last. So he kind of let everything go at the time. So it's not like this guy was a millionaire or anything like that. Uh, but then he called me because this is the thing I'm not gonna let go of. This oh. is the thing that's going to be for a long time so you should really look into it and let me know if you have questions and i did i did from there and i got into the whole the whole shebang the whole shebang shebang and then uh, i think i kind of learned that you were getting involved i think i i think you told me about 
that you had got involved in that coin, and I guess we won't mention it now, um, unless you want to. But that's fine. You got me in a NIM, but that's another coin that's having its own issues right yes. now. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anything else to add to your story? No, that's basically it. Since then, I started really looking into it. And and one thing that you really that I want you all to know this right off the bat, because I wish somebody had told me before investing in other coins. Not every coin is designed to increase in value. So if you're just buying things going, oh, in the future, it's going to increase in value. Well, the truth is it may not. That's not the point of that coin. That's not the point of that token or currency. Um, and we'll go deep into it on another podcast. On a very special podcast. Uh, my story is kind of funny in a lot of ways. What I'm really proud, not I'm not, it's not being proud. It's like no one told me about it. So I like naturally discovered it on my own uh, in the magical site of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 2013, I think, and I was like, I think I was like, I was on the Reddit, it might have been 2012 actually, I was on the Reddit, and I was on like maybe a football Reddit or something, and then on the right side, you know how they, they recommend like a Reddit to you, mm-hmm. and guess what the recommended Reddit was? It was none other than the Bitcoin Reddit with the magician that said, you know, uh, what did it say, this... Um, magic internet money yes and i said i looked over at it and i never normally like look at those or click on those really very rarely but that wizard it was goofy it was goofy <laughs> looking i'm like what is magic internet money it so looked I, like something that was drawn on uh microsoft paint yeah so then what interests me is that i clicked on the the reddit and yeah. you know there were people there i don't think it was like a lot but there was like the video on what bitcoin was i watched it then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's literally digital money. Oh, like total recall. Yeah. So the thing is, you come from gaming. Yes. You come from a a world where this is not new because in your world, people will put in, will pay like $5 to get 200 jewels to be used on any sure. game or any whatever. Microtransactions. Like yeah. So that's kind of what Bitcoin wanted to be, but in life. No, totally. But I'm getting to my story is that I started investigating into it. I thought it was cool because of the technology. I started to learn Mm -hmm. because the price wasn't that expensive. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, so then I bought some, I bought a few actually. And like, I, I really like, didn't like really like continue to pay attention as much. I bought into it. Because honestly, I would Google Bitcoin on the Google, and on the Google, on the Google. Okay. And honestly, I would barely see any articles about it. It's amazing what I'm seeing today. Because when I think about when I knew about it, and here's the thing is that when I first bought Bitcoin, I told people, I'm like, hey, 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 Bob, and I'm just using fake names here. <laughs> we all know a Bob. Yeah. We know who you're talking I'm about. I'm like, Bob, you should look in this Bitcoin thing. It's kind of interesting. Like what they want to do. They want to like, you know, do something where like. There's no centralized system and you're, it's all digital money and there's no more cash. And they're just like, what are you talking about? What is this Bitcoin? And some people have heard of it back, you know, but they didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah. Um, I would say less than 1% of people knew what the fuck it was back in those days. And it was, it was a good time that I remember because there wasn't a lot of FUD. There was FUD here and there, but barely. Like, people weren't even talking about it. Yeah. That's where it was cool. But who were talking about it? People on Reddits, on forums. We were hot, hard nose into it. Yeah. You had to do, like, you had to really dig to figure out it what was it was. It was a community. Back in the day. But now everybody and their mom is an expert. <laughs> yeah. 
So what what was really funny is that I got a hot wallet for my um, I realized like I was reading a lot about cold storage. I was really getting into it, like learning about everything, wallets and cold storage and how that all worked. And I was like, I want to get my Bitcoin off of the like Coinbase. Mm-hmm. So I discovered a hot wallet for the Mac. I got everything off of Coinbase, put it, I figured out how, I, I remember sending my first Bitcoin, I was like really scared. This is back in like 2013, I'm like, uh, I, okay, here we go. <laughs> so send this weird encrypted like email address to this weird wallet thing on my desktop. Okay, I'm going to do that. And then when it showed up, I felt, I still remember for the first time I used a new technology, like back then and i was really proud of that and i'm really happy that i got to be i got to be a part of the early kind of wave of like bitcoin and like yeah. what it, what it, and i feel like i wasn't in it for the price i was in it for like the technology and i just happened to because i sold a bunch of people like i didn't know i was fucking yeah. sold some like i was going through a hard time i actually sold some and it helped me out for a few months so thankfully i use it as a utility daniel like you yeah know, like uh, I, I use it to help me out for a little bit with rent and stuff like that. You yeah, know? I mean, you can hold it or hodl, whatever you, you choose to do. I mean, it is your choice, but it. But it, I really feel that that does more damage than, than using it. So I like how you say damage there because yeah. I didn't finish my story. Yeah, go for it. You know what's damaged? What's damaged? Is that I put everything on that computer and that computer. Oh, yeah. Remember? So this computer I put the wallet on got damaged. And I, I was like, you know what? fuck it i'm just gonna like put it in my closet and just know that maybe one day i can recover it because i didn't really think i wasn't like i was like cool i own bitcoin but then i was like you know what i don't have time so i kind of forgot about it and i put it away this is a true story by the way Mm -hmm. then two years later i start hearing all the bitcoin stuff like people are talking about it again and i'm like what is going on i was like oh wow it's doing really well i was like i better get this bitcoin back so Unfortunately, that computer wouldn't start, and I started freaking out, and I was like, shit, I lost all my Bitcoin. But then I found out that my hard drive was still alive. I just needed to connect my other computer to my other computer and boot to it. So I was booting using my other computer. My hard drive from the computer was broken. I downloaded Bitcoin Core because in order to use a hot wallet, like I had I had the, the full Bitcoin Core downloaded on my system yes. so that my computer had everything there so it could call it up to my my blockchain and everything and my wallet. So it took two weeks to catch up for two years of not being caught up on the Bitcoin core blockchain. I had to keep my computer connected 24 seven running and updating. And then finally two weeks, one day. And I was like, Holy shit, the bar is really close. There was like this bar that was like, I was like, I'm about to clear the blockchain, like get the whole thing, like catch up to the ledger. And I did. And then boom, I didn't have, I had to use my recovery code because I had a paper wallet of my recovery code for my hot wallet. I was like, does this work? I recovered all of it. Nice. And there it was. There they were. There they were. Wow. Shining in my in my wallet. Got them off there so that I could throw the computer away. Um, moved them over. It's And to this day, uh, it was just like a crazy way that I almost lost everything. Um, only person that listened to me was my ex-girlfriend. She's the only one that bought Bitcoin back in the day that listened to me. So, cheers to her. There you go. Um, we, you know, she listened to me. She's doing well with it. Uh, I love the thing, not just for because it might be worth thirty thousand dollars one day, or it might be worth a hundred. It might be. Think about the possibilities. Maybe like, worth a hundred dollars tomorrow. Might be worth a hundred dollars tomorrow. 
tomorrow. You know, we don't know. But from what's happening now, there's a lot of positive things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about like in America. This is like a fucking worldwide thing, yeah. you know? So uh, just keep your eyes out. Do your research. You know, we're here to walk you down this this cool like space. And we're doing it in our own way. In our, you know, every every average day, you know, crypto bro. Yeah. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, but uh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, right, Daniel? Yeah. But here's the thing. What's the thing? Your journey doesn't end here. Why? <laughs> this isn't the end all be all. This is it. This is it. It's over. No, 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 no. You have to continue. If this is something that you want to, to get into, this is just the start. This is just where you can kind of get a few questions answered. Um, join us, uh, if you will. Uh, on our website uh follow us on on twitter um or or instagram uh we even have a facebook page uh go to the coinboys.com and you can email us where can they email us andy coinboyscast at gmail.com and we also have a phone number for you to call us which is uh 424-372-7437 that's 424-732-7437 nope nope 424-372 what did i say 732 Oh shit. <laughs> 7437. You can to go to our website and you'll see it. It's all Listen good. to Daniel. Uh yeah, you can go to our website at thecoinboys.com. We just started using it. And and uh go to the contact us. There's all our information there. Uh we are going to have up uh other podcasts, a side podcast um that's a little bit different from this one, just strictly talking about the usage, the utility. We're going to talk about how to buy and sell bitcoin Uh, what are altcoins what are tokens uh how do you store your bitcoin and how do you use the bitcoin we're going to go into all of that stuff and we're even going to go into um the history of our own uh money that you have in your pocket because you should also know about that as well um all on our on our secondary one uh hope you guys will join us and and kind of build our knowledge together Yes, and just for newcomers, uh, available to you on other episodes that we have, we actually have a uh, Ethereum episode, a Ripple episode, a, a Bitcoin Cash episode, a Cardano episode. Uh, we have a Steam episode, a Tron episode, Litecoin, Neo, and recently Monero. And we also have a couple of interviews you should check out. We're really excited about a lot of the content that's coming out. Um, we are just so he said the Twitter is Coinboys podcast and the Instagram, uh, which is full of fun memes and, and videos and clips from the show is at Coinboys cast at Instagram. Yeah. If you have any more questions that you really want us to answer, let us know on any of those things there and we'll be happy to do our best. And uh, my name's Andy. Uh, that's a.k.a. producer, by the way, on Twitter. I am Daniel Gutierrez or at D Gutierrez 84. And, um, you know. Knock knock. Who's there? Satoshi. Satoshi who? That's no a good I- one. <laughs> no idea who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Very good. Very Take good. care, guys. Bye.